Good afternoon, LBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen, and you are listening to The Story Podcast. Today, I have on a super awesome guest, Mr. Colin King. Colin is a country singer-songwriter from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He writes, sings, and plays songs for the working folks of Appalachia. Colin found his love and passion for music playing at church and youth groups at, at an early age, as an early teen. There, after his time doing that came to a close, Colin put down the guitar for a few years. Then about four years ago, Colin decided to pick it up again, and around that time, he also started writing poems and songs. Since then, Colin has written many songs and has played many acoustic shows around Pennsylvania and the surrounding states. Colin, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So tell me about, um, you, found your, you found your passion for music at a young age, playing music at church. Was that something that you wanted to do, or was that something that your parents were like, hey, you should get involved in church? Um. That's something uh, I wanted to do. I was uh, I was attending a, a youth group in in middle school, and uh, one of the youth leaders was like, "Hey, man, you got a really good voice. You should uh, you should try out for the worship team." And I didn't know how to play guitar, so he taught me how to play guitar. And uh, from there, it just a love and a passion that carried all throughout high school. I was playing on worship team up until I graduated um, at church and youth groups and stuff like that. And so, uh, did you at all explore into that more, or uh, I did a little bit. I was really into um, like classic rock at the time uh, or like um, classic rock and then some rock and roll. I, I grew up on like uh, some of my dad's old CDs like ACDC, Leonard Skinner. So I did a lot of stuff like I played some stuff like that. But country music wasn't really in my realm at that time. <laughs> and so well, you mentioned after high school, you kind of put down a guitar for a few years. What What's all that about? Um. I was at the time I started a full-time job. I was uh working like crazy and putting in 80 hours a week almost uh trying to make money. So, just wasn't something on my mind. It wasn't a priority for me. And then when did it come back? Um honestly, it came back um probably when late teens, 19 or 20. Um I was kind of going through a rough time in my life and picked up a guitar and started playing some worship songs again and I was like, "Man, this is this is therapy for me." So, continued from there and so well how do you get gigs you know just doing worship music what what else did you uh branch out into uh at that time that's when i decided i'm gonna i'm gonna try to pursue um a music career once i picked up the guitar again and i started listening to um what i call good country not radio country <laughs> uh <laughs> what, what's your definition of a good country good country is relatable songs songs that speak to you they're not um a checklist as a, mm. as a, some people would put it i mean you hear country songs on the radio today it's girls trucks beer um don't get me wrong i've written my i've written my fair share of, of <laughs> trucks and beer songs but but uh i like i like lyrics that are, are relatable and uh, a little different like i love prison songs i love johnny cash's Folsom prison yeah. um Steel Drivers, Midnight Train to Memphis. Those are some great prison songs. You're talking about like 50s, 60s era kind of country songs. Yeah, yeah. Songs that that uh, speak to you on a, on a different level, I think, in my opinion. Sure. And so uh, how did you emulate that? Um, at first, I didn't. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, the first couple of songs I wrote were uh, absolute garbage, and they were checklist songs. But I, I never had any um, any writing classes never took any writing classes, never learned how to write a country song or a song in general. Um, I just started writing poems and stuff that spoke from the heart. And over time, I, I gained a little more knowledge. But I, I still I'd still say, like, I've never taken a writing class. I've, I don't do any of that stuff. I just kind of write what, what I feel is relatable to me and I think is relatable to other people. So where does that come from, do you think? Uh from your experiences from just uh thinking what how does how do you start writing a song um well go through a breakup I, I don't, <laughs> that'll do that makes one. a good, <laughs> good country song um honestly when i first started writing it was just what i was going through it was my experiences my past um it was it was good therapy for me um but anymore i mean i still i still write what i'm going through i just wrote a song not too long ago that's uh a really really depressing song <laughs> but it was just kind of me reflecting on on a year in my life that was that was um not so great but anymore i try to i try to make stories man i try to 
I, I like history, so I, mm. I like to read up on um, some history. And I'm a, um, I didn't grow up in West Virginia, Kentucky, or anything like that. But my family has strong roots in Tennessee and Kentucky, um, and so I love the history of Tennessee, Kentucky, everything Appalachia. Um, so I, I like reading up on that and trying to write stories from different perspectives. What do you think is your favorite story you've heard so far, uh, history-wise, about this area? Oh man, the Coal Wars. If you ever look up and read up on the Coal Wars, like the coal, like coal, yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's some interesting stuff. That was a, uh, I think that was West Virginia, but yeah, it, pretty much uh, the workers went on strike and the company brought in National Guard and started bombing them. And really, yeah, it, I, I I don't know half of it. <laughs> I'm still reading up on it, but it's very it's very interesting to read up on if you, if you get the chance. It's it's so crazy what what has gone on in uh, well any country really, but especially like America in terms of uh, like just wild stuff like that where you can just make a song yeah. out of that. There are so oh, yeah. many songs in the land of America. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, so, that's that's the beauty of it though. That's the beauty of it. Right? Yeah, and um, seeing hopefully we've we've moved past those times. Uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> maybe one day hey history always tends to repeat itself so that's right so you um you start uh doing this you start going out do you get gigs immediately or how do you start navigating the the business side um yeah that that was all very new for me when i first started it still is i can't say i'm an expert in any of this um but my my dad actually uh, got me my first gig. I never had to go. I never went and played open mics. Um, I was fortunate enough to never have to do that. I know people say you put your time in playing open mics for free. And, um, I never had to do that. I got my first gig at a, at a small bar and cafe in Ephrata called Old Republic Distillery. And that was October of ooh, 2020, I think. Um, so not not that awfully long ago uh two two and a half years ago maybe but from there i just started reaching out to different places played a few more times at old republic um played the for crowds of zero people <laughs> played for crowds of 50 people at that time that's what um, you gotta do yeah but yeah the business side that that was never a side i was good at the the booking the managing all that i i'm still terrible at it <laughs> It's uh, it's my least favorite part of everything I do. Yeah, man. Um, and I'll give you a shout out because I I like this company a lot. I don't know if you've ever heard of Stage Rush before. I don't think so. StageRush.com. It's a uh, it's a a tool for musicians that have they have a bunch of venues on there and a bunch of artists on there. And what you do is you sign up and you can apply directly to the venues without having to call or find like a booking manager. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. So, so Telus, I know Telus only does their local acts through Stage Rush, so you can get into Telus uh, by signing up through there. I know Fetish is on there. I know all, a lot of the other local bars are on there as well. Oh, yes, so it's, and it's all free. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I like. <laughs> I like free. And uh, so, yeah, that, uh, just a quick shout out to Stage Rush. I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but I really do like their product, and I think they're gonna do great things for Central PA because one of the hardest things mm -hmm. is to find. Okay, who do I have to call? Yeah, okay. Well, the thing that I've found is once once you're in, like once you get in the first time, like you're in, they'll bring yes, you back. Yeah. But getting in the first time is hard. Super difficult. Yeah. Um for for anyone anywhere, it's like you got to know the right people, you got to know who to talk to. And right. over the phone or over over email, I found the best ways I've gotten in is if I go meet the person in, in person. person. Right. Um I just go to their bar at one night, like I, that's how I've gotten in probably most of the places i played and i'm like hey this is a cool place i play country music do you want to have country music here and uh, that's that's usually how i <laughs> i've gotten into my place places yeah it's so easy to uh talk um <laughs> it's so easy to uh get in somewhere where you can actually go in person and say hey do you got anything going on tonight do you mind if i just sit yeah. here in the bar and just mm -hmm. play music yeah uh, that seems to be the, that's what's worked for me, but I know it's it's not the most convenient because I can't go out every night of the week looking for places to play. Yeah, that's but. also true. So at some point, you you met uh, a group of people that you started to hang out with more. Tell me about that. How'd you get in that situation? Uh yo, that's a good story actually. So um, 
I I was at a Charles Wesley Godwin concert actually at Telez. At um, Telez, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> last last April, and I met this couple. Um, their name names are Jed and Kelsey. I can't tell you how to pronounce their last name. It's it's weirder than than Sam Schmidt Uber. <laughs> um, Love but, Sam. <laughs> I I met this couple and uh, we got to talking and they were like, hey, we are hosting this thing called Music in the Hollow up at Sleepy Hollow in Moton. And they were like, we need an opener for this guy named Cody Tyler. Mm. I was like, hey, well, here's my number. Give me a call. Like, I'd, I'd be more than willing to do it. And um, they called me up, and I hit up Cody, and I was like, hey, man, like, I think I'm opening for you. Let's let's get together. Let's uh, let's see what our sets look like. And I went to see him the weekend before I played, or I opened for him. We got to talking a little bit, and and I went to open for him. That show was great. We I had a great night. Um, Cody actually got rained out, so I, I played on, underneath the deck while it was raining for a bunch of people. That was a good time. They keep inviting me back. I love that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about a week later, I got a text from this guy named Sam. And on Facebook, it said Sam Lee. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And it, I'm a, I can talk a little bit of smack on Sam because he's one of my best friends. But he is the worst texter in the world. Um, worst at communicating. And he said, he was like, Hey, I got a show, uh, July 9th. I need an opener for, and I text Cody right away. And I was like, do you know this guy? And he's like, Oh yeah, I actually referred you. And I was like, all right. And I, I think I had a show earlier that day that was going to kind of come conflict with that. Mm. And, um, I was like, you know what? I'll open for this guy, Sam. And we got to hanging out and we became Real good friends. He's one of my best friends to this day. Like we we have a good time every time we're together. And I'm actually on tour with him right now. Yeah, tell me how that's going. Oh, that's that's been insane. We've uh, we played some some awesome gigs. Uh, we were up in Grantville last weekend at a place called the Winter Circle. Um, shout out to them. They're an amazing venue, and they can they they bring their own crowd as is. And then uh, me and Sam packed some people in there too. So we had a great time there. That's awesome. So we have one of your uh, songs that you guys have worked on together. Why don't you tell me about it? Uh, so this song was actually our producer, Chris. It was his idea. He wanted to do this. And then Sam kind of organized it and put it together. Um, got Jonathan Hayes, uh, the first guy who sings. Me, uh, I'm the second guy. Cody Tyler's the third guy. And then Sam finished out this song. Uh, we wanted to we wanted to do this cover of The Highwaymen. Um, and... Dude, I it was incredible working with these musicians. I mean, Cody Tyler can rip a slide guitar, man, like no other. Um, and then Sam and Jonathan were ripping leads, and I just put down some basic acoustic. I was like, "This is my <laughs> put me in my wheelhouse right here." I'll let the other guys run with everything else, but it it turned out really good, and we're really proud of it. So this is Highwayman by Jonathan Hayes, Sam Schmidt, Hubert, Cody Tyler, and you. Yes, sir. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride Sword and pistol by my side Many young men lost their problems to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade Bastards hung me in the spring of 25 I'm still alive I was a sailor I was born upon the tide With the sea I did abide I sailed a schooner around the Horn to Mexico I went aloft and furled the mainsail in a blow and when the yards broke off, they said that I got killed. But I am living still. I was a dam builder across the river deep and wide. Where stealing water did collide. A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado. I slipped and fell into the wet 
buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound, but I'm still around. I'll always be around and 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 when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Perhaps I may become a highwayman again. Or I may simply be a single drop of rain. But I will remain. I'll be back again and again and again and again. And that was Highwayman, covered by Jonathan Hayes, featuring Cody on guitar, on yep. side guitar. Yep. Sam on... He was playing uh, leads. Leads, and yep. you were playing acoustic. Yep. Very nice. Who's playing bass on that one? Uh, I think uh, our producer, Chris, put the bass down to that one. Nice. Pretty sure he did. So, you, uh, so, what did that start for you? That started a connection with uh, a lot of people. Yeah, that was... Um, that project there opened up the door to for me working with Chris on my EP. Um, opened up the door for me working with Cody a little more. He actually put slide guitar on my EP as well. And then that that project was what kickstarted me and Sam's like journey into our friendship one and uh just working together, writing together, playing music together. Keep going, I gotta sneeze. <laughs> 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 So um, you've been working with uh, Sam now. You guys are on tour. Um, that news has gone away. Uh, <laughs> and you've been branching out into your own stuff. You mentioned that you had your own EP out. Is that uh, is that out or is that in the works still? It is. It is not out yet. Um, okay. That we started working on it in uh, in December. Um, I got five songs together and went to to my producer Chris and was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna put out an EP. You want to do it with me?" And uh, said absolutely and we just got back the last portion we were needing for um to get the final mix and master together so hopefully that'll be out come end of april and so is this a five song like collection or is it like a story with it is is it like a traditional album where it has like a storyline through it or is it just a collection of your songs this is just a this is just a collection um it's going to be titled well one of the uh titles of the songs is boy without a home and uh, this this EP is going to be like Colin King's songs without a home, just because it's it's a little bit thrown together. Um, just a collection of some of my favorite songs I've written. But next project I'm working on and writing tours right now is is going to have a, a pretty good storyline, I think. So. Sweet. So let's talk about um, the because this uh, we have a first speak at uh, your song "Boy Without a Home." Um, tell me about the process of of building this up from the ground. Dude, it it is uh it's incredible being in the studio and watching your songs come to life. Like uh, for me, that that was a that was the best part of it all. Um, because this song started out, I was I was writing in my basement, um, and just started getting these lines, and uh, kind of shelved this song for a little bit, and then wrote a second verse to it while I was um, I think I was out in Ohio uh, with a couple buddies some friends um i was out in ohio wrote a second verse to this song and then i finished it up when i was down in maryland which is kind of fitting it's called boy without a home i've written it in three different places and just kind of had this one in my back pocket for a little bit um wasn't sure what i wanted to do with it i mm. enjoyed the song and it's kind of more of a depressing song and then when we i took it into the studio and got some 
drums laid down, some uh, acoustics, some rhythm guitar. We saw this song was going in a whole different direction than what I was I first envisioned it. And honestly, I love it a lot more. It turned out to be um, a little more of an upbeat, rocky song. If, if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's still pretty depressing. But uh, but the song overall, the feel of it is just a jam. And it was not at all where I thought it was going to go. But so I love it. So that's a, a lot of like the Beatles is like really sad, depressing lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> kind of upbeat. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, that's true. So, um. What was the process? I mean, you just said you got your lead guitar back. What what was the building blocks from this? Is it just you and your guitar and you singing, or do you do it everything separately? What how is it? How did you build what you have up to this point? Um, honestly, dude, I, when I write, it's it's just kind of whatever's coming to me. Like, I I most people or some people sit down with a the guitar, they'll write a melody on a guitar. Um. For me, I, I like writing poems, so I'll write a poem before I put music to anything. Um, and this one just kind of, I don't even know. I was just sitting there playing guitar, and it just started coming to me. That was... Let me kinda... rephrase the question. Ah. <laughs> recording-wise. Ah, recording-wise. All right. Um, yeah, I don't even know. The, the foundation for this one was just going to be real slow. It was going to be um, a lot slower of a track. And um, once once we finally got some mixes done and Sam put down leads to it, Chris was like, hey, this song's going to rock. It's like, this song's going to go. And I was like, hey, man, like, I'm I'm all for anyone else's creative input. Like, whatever you want to do with it, go for it. And I I just got back banjo tracks for it, too. So I'm, I'm really? excited for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Love a good banjo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Despite all the jokes. Banjo's awesome. <laughs> So this is a uh, this is not the final version of this. No, no. This this uh, draft here was after Sam put down lead guitar. So this one is just gonna have acoustic, slide guitar, my vocals, and then um, Sam's guitar running with it. But dude, he's he's an amazing guitar player. If you ever get the chance to listen to him play guitar, it's insane. Well, we're gonna take a first look at it, and then we'll discuss what else needs to be added. This is. Colin King's Boy Without a Home. Say you 
love a wretched boy who doesn't have a place to call Colin King's very, very rough draft Yep. of Boy Without a Home. Uh, If it sounded incomplete, if it sounded a little off, that's because no no mixing, no mastering, and there's still some instrument parts missing as well. Yes, that's correct. Yep, that's that's a very rough draft. That's a true true first look. (laughs) So what else has to be added? You mentioned banjo. You just got the banjo in. Is there uh, anything else that needs to be added? Is there backup vocals as well that you want to put in? Yeah, uh, so my cousin, she actually lives out in California. Um, she flew in to to be in the studio to do all these songs. She did uh, harmonies on all these songs, and then one of the songs on on the EP is going to be a duet. Okay. And she has a phenomenal voice. It's not country, but like it works. It right. works perfectly with with uh, what I'm doing. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool having her in. Um, and then all i think all my songs are get or have fiddle put in then as well so that was something that needed to be done keys on uh boy with that at home was definitely going to be in there so yeah a very very rough draft but um a true first look at, at what it what it's like being in the studio and yeah piecing everything together for sure all you had the, the drums the train and you mentioned how it turned into something completely different with you had the train mm-hmm. uh train drums going on you yep. had uh the wild uh guitars yeah the, uh, <laughs> insane it as yeah absolutely insane i can't wait to and hear what it all is gonna end up sounding like because that's a a lot of balancing you gotta do there. yeah yeah for sure for sure um but yeah my or my producer chris he's he's got a phenomenal ear for stuff like that and he doesn't produce a lot of country music he the oh, only really? people he produces for that are country are me and sam um he does a lot of pop um, a lot of folk but his ear is just insane and he can turn things that for me i got for me and sam we have one view of like we have this country music view we listen to country music we play country music so everything we do sounds country country. whereas he'll bring in an aspect that he throws in like most of the bass on my tracks are not country bass at all yeah right like they're 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 going all over the place uh, almost jazz bass on a couple of them um and so the the different things he can bring in and one song he did a, a vocal stack and i'm like you don't you don't do vocal stacks in country <laughs> like that doesn't happen and it it works so perfect it sounds fantastic yeah i'm always an advocate of, of taking things from other genres and putting it into country uh cody tyler just came out with uh, an album with he has horns in it yeah yeah and i'm like duh <laughs> why not yeah why exactly. wouldn't you put a whole horn exactly. section into a country song it sounds fantastic it does it does and that actually horns in country songs is a lost art because back in the i guess the 60s and 70s that that was not uncommon really um, yeah i didn't know that uh i think merle haggard had a lot of horns in, in most of his songs but hmm. yeah it's it's cool to see cody cody kind of bringing that back and and doing it so well oh yeah it was fantastic it, that song fair. is amazing you know when i first heard that on on the uh here i was like uh why is this more used yeah it's like like, i mean i understand um i understand you know country's country right yeah you gotta Mm. gotta hold the whole country song 
And then, but adding the horns, I mean, there's, have you ever heard of the country song, uh, the worst country song of all time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they put in a saxophone. Yep. And it's like, well, duh. Yeah. It's great. It works. It yeah, works it does. so well. And uh, I'm excited because that, that's, I feel like that's what country kind of needs to kind of like bring it into the new age almost. It, yeah. I, th- I think, um, I think for me personally, country needs to go back to the old, really? old age um, because anymore, you listen, if, especially if you just listen to radio, oh, it, it just sounds like yeah. pop. Like that, that's what it is. It's, it's, uh, it's twangy pop. I think Cody mm. calls it that. Um, and you go back and listen to, like, I was listening to Hank Sr. on the way here. It's like, man, this is like art. Like this is, this is when, like, that was a new era of music. Um, that was, uh, that was different for that era. And now we're all, it seems like everyone's just doing the same thing. It's like someone needs to break out and do something different again. What do you think of 90s and 1000s uh, country music? Um, I love 90s country music. I, was about to say, okay, I love okay, 90s okay. country music. Uh, I, my, so I always have this story. I grew up listening to 90s country music um, with my mom. She was a huge 90s country fan. Uh, driving around the car, that was all we listened to. But then my grandma, was huge 50s 60s 70s 80s country music band and had a whole bunch of vinyls so i grew up listening to that too so i got a good mix of like all kinds of country music coming out um all through the the late uh nine or the 1900s but it's it's interesting to see how it's evolved yeah and i agree with you where where it's at right now it's not a good place uh for country music no i just i think it's getting back it's getting back um i agree like people like Tyler Childers, he's not on the radio, but he's very popular. Like mm-hmm. he's more popular than people coming out of Nashville right now that are on the radio. Right. Um, and that that's amazing country music. And I just the other day I heard Zach Bryan on the radio and I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like yeah. this is coming back to the radio. It's pretty cool. But, yeah. But I, I'm really, I'm really excited to see uh more mixed genres uh done well. There yeah. are it can be done tastefully and done distastefully and I, i'd argue that a lot of the country on the radio has been a melding and mixing of genres untastefully yeah yeah i would agree <laughs> but i feel like it, you can it can be done tastefully like uh what it sounds like chris is doing mm-hmm. um especially with like what cody tyler did on uh, yeah. his album fantastic done very yep. tastefully mm-hmm. uh, i want more of it absolutely not to the point of where like you, you have uh, sorry for george the line but <laughs> george the line. <laughs> Just don't yeah. like it. No, no, I don't. I don't know. That's like beach country. That's like the people that just want to go have a good time. And I, yeah. I like country music. That's like, man, this is relatable. Like I'm working six to five. And I'm like, man, I want to listen to something to get me through this, not something that I'm going to sit on the beach and drink a beer to. <laughs> right, right, right. So we have one more song for you to play. Yeah. yeah. What do you? What have you got for us? Uh, this one is a song that I wrote uh, only a couple months ago. It wasn't that long. Um, but I brought this one to Chris and the guys that were playing on. They're like, man, you got you to gotta do something with that song. Um, I wrote it actually this past year over hunting season. I was sitting in the tree stand um, and a line came to me. I was just sitting there and I was like watching the sunrise. It's the most, that's my favorite time. That's the most beautiful um that's the most relaxing and peaceful time i ever get in my life is sitting in a tree stand watching the sun or the sunrise um and i remember thinking i was like man i'm getting a small glimpse of god's mind right here Mm. like this is insane and i was like man i I gotta run with that and so i'm in the tree stand writing this song and uh didn't see anything because i was too busy you missed a deer right (laughs) Didn't see anything, but I got back. I got back into the camp, and I was, I was like, man, I, I got to do something with this. And then, funny story, actually, I was scrolling through Facebook, or not Facebook, Instagram, and a guy named Charles was a Godwin. He posted something, and he posted one of his lyrics um, under his post, and I, I think it was um, humming the songs till the days were hard of hearing. I think, mm. I think that's what he posted. And for some reason, my mind read that as I'm humbled by the sound of a bluebird singing. And that's what inspired the first line to this. And after that, I ran with it. I got it done. And uh, 
took it to the studio, took it to my drummer, and we we did some cool stuff with it. But so I'll let you grab your guitar, and we'll we'll get set up for that. Absolutely, it's it's incredible what um and the inspiration you can. And I'll I'll blather for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible what inspiration you can get from just being outside in creation. It, right? Yeah, it's it's insane. Like that that's where I write most of my songs. Like when I'm up at uh at our hunting camp, like there's something about it that that just sparks creativity because you're not thinking about your normal your normal um stress and normal busyness of life like everything's slowed down everything's calm you have a clear mind and you can just sit yeah yeah and not worry yeah a little bit exactly and as much as i say i don't like to sit alone with my thoughts for too long it it does inspire and spark some creativity and it always i i'm i'm always an advocate of Please sit around and do with what your thoughts, but just do it in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> if you're sitting around in a dark room, it's damp and it's cold or whatever, you're not gonna have yeah. the greatest of thoughts. But if you're <laughs> if you're sitting alone, uh, out in the out in the woods or out on the on the mountain, I do I did a lot of songwriting on Chickie's Rock, local, yeah. locally mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a great spot. It it is, and uh, you can get all sorts of inspiration. I I love that you said. Uh, when the sun rises, because you, then you can hear all the birds starting to come to life. Yep. You start, you hear the crickets dying down, mm-hmm. and you hear everything. You hear the, you hear the orchestra of the forest change. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's, it's one of my favorite things in the world. So, this song is. This song's called God's Mind. And let's let's take a listen. All right. Humbled by the sound of a bluebird singing Praised by the peace of no human being Bow in hand, quiver at my side The rustling leaves drown the demon in my Trees can sing any melody So much better than you or me Sky turns orange with the sunrise I finally catch a glimpse of God's mind Chilled October air. No worries inside, not even a care. Sitting 30 feet off the ground. It's where my faith in God comes back around. Holds a steady beat. As frost strips off an old oak tree, I hum along to the forest band. As I find heaven right here on this land. Breathing in the chill October air. No worries inside, not even a care. Sitting 30 feet off the ground. It's where my faith in God comes back around.
I've tried every booze and liquor in town. Been left as empty as the bottles that I drowned. I've tried church pews and singing with a choir. When I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost fire Cause breathing in the chilled October air No worries inside, not even a care Sitting 30 feet off the ground Where my faith in God comes back That's awesome, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, is that coming out on a new EP as well, or is that is that a, a separate project? Nope, that, that one's going to be on the EP as well. Yep. Very nice. Yep. So, we, uh, we're kind of running out of our time here, so I got a, a few questions that I like to ask everybody. Uh, you mentioned that was a, a, a almost, almost a worship song. Almost, yeah. Almost. <laughs> uh, what, I like to ask all my Christian friends this. What is worship to you um dude that's that's a good question man um <laughs> uh worship to me dude i think it's just it's just um sitting in peace dude um like for me there's there's worship songs and i always uh i may be more of a critic but uh i t- i tend to get a little a little annoyed at some worship songs i'm like man this is the same thing like you're saying the same thing over and over again um for me i find i find my when i'm just at peace especially when i'm out in nature like when i'm hunting dude um when i'm just at peace and can just talk to god that way and just take in like everything around me that's that's pure worship to me um yeah i mean there's there's a few times where where i haven't been out in the woods and i've been like man god's good man like this is cool <laughs> um like every time every time i'm i'm out in nature and i'm i'm just looking around like there there's no way that that any of us could have created something like this or even drawn up something like this. Like this is, this is the, the purest and best form of art we have to stare at is just being out in nature and, and seeing what, what he's created around us. Like that to me, that that's, that's where I find true worship. So with that said, another question that (laughs) nothing to do with religion. Um, What are some of the uh, best pieces of advice that have been given to you? Music wise, um, music wise, man, I got a lot of good people around me. <laughs> That's great. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I was given, I don't. This wasn't even like music related, but someone was like, "You can only get better." Mm. Not even, not even just music, like just life in general. Um, yeah. you think you're here, you want to be here, like. You'll get there. You'll get there. You can only get better. There's no way to get worse at what you're doing. Um, well, that is if you stop doing it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. If you keep doing it, you can only get better. Yeah. Right. Um, and another good piece of advice was that was given to me. This was music related. Was um, look, the only time you fail is if you quit. Mm. If you think there's a failure, it's just a learning opportunity. That's such a good thing too, because we like to. Uh, compare successes to each other like your success versus my success or mm-hmm. uh, sam's success or call whoever else's success uh, you have to define your own success yeah exactly if playing a crowd if even playing one show a year is your is your goal 
you yeah. can succeed at that. No yeah, one, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. You accomplished your goal. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter because someone else's yeah. goal is to play, you know, 300 shows a year. And that's, mm. that's their goal. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that's a lot. That, yeah, that's a lot. I doubt any musician seriously wants to do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if that's their goal, more power to them, let them do their success. You don't have to get worried or say, Oh, well, should I be doing that? No, you can define yeah. for mm. yourself what success is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's awesome too. Cause everyone has their own definition. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I'm like, look, I know I'm not the best. <laughs> I'll, I'll never be the best but for me i i enjoy what i'm doing and uh i don't want to quit that's the thing yeah and you don't have to be the best that's the great part of music is uh, uh well subjectively no one's the best at music, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> Fair enough. so, so it's not it's not hard i mean uh, there's there's better and worse but no one's the best yeah right mm-hmm. you get to define for yourself what's good and what's bad and and if you like doing music do music yeah exactly yep that's all there is to it yep so what is one of the you've been on uh gigs with uh yourself with sam what is one of the funniest things or worst things that ever happened to you on a gig uh, yeah. <laughs> actually this past uh this past thursday up in new york um the funny one of the funniest things i've ever experienced so we were doing a uh, we were up in new york and we were right in the city not the place i want to be <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we had a good time. It was me, um, a guy named Chris Callahan, Chris Callahan. He's from up there. Um, Cody Tyler and then Sam and me and Cody were solo. Chris had a band and then Sam had his band. Um, and I was playing my set and this drunk dude, um, he's actually from around here. He came up to see us and celebrate his wife's birthday. But this drunk dude comes up on stage with me and starts headbutting me in the back while I'm singing this song. What? I was like, what is going on? And there's video of this. There's video proof of this. And as he goes to get off the stage, he falls and takes out the mic and almost takes out um, our rhythm guitars or <laughs> his player's guitar. And, dude, it, the whole thing on video is hilarious. I've, I've watched it, like, every day, so, like, th- <laughs> ten times a day, just lo- losing it. It was so funny. That was definitely... The weirdest and craziest experience i've had on stage so you uh what that what did you do i kept playing man <laughs> i was like show's gotta go on <laughs> the cleanup i'm not one anyway yeah. <laughs> here's wonderwall right yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that's what a what a weird thing that's that's some that's like one of my biggest nightmares or i guess any musician's biggest nightmares is like going like take an open mic or something and just some random drunk dude just starts being a random drunk dude right? <laughs> yeah I, I don't mind that i love i love rowdy honky tonks that's i mean that's what that's where most of our be- my best shows have come from that's is, fair is as long rowdy. as they stay out in the audience right yeah don't yeah. destroy my equipment <laughs> <laughs> stay over there destroy destroy tables and whatnot yeah <laughs> so um where do you want to go next you said you have this album coming out what what are some of the songs that uh what's the storyline that you're coming through on is there any like sneak peek stuff you want to give out like little hints or um dude next right now i'm i'm uh i'm on this tour with sam and i've i've been opening and playing bass for him and i'm doing that until the end of the year and then uh i just started pulling a couple guys together for my own band i got a drummer who is phenomenal he put down all the drum tracks on this upcoming ep and then this other um this other dude named jesse he plays lead guitar rhythm guitar man um mandolin yeah there we go wow i almost (laughs) said mandarin i was like that's not right um but he he's phenomenal as well so i'm pulling a couple guys together to start doing some of my own band stuff instead of just solo acoustic. And um, I, I will say this. I, I do, I am preparing to um, to get started on a full-length album. Um, I'm starting to write for that right now. I got a storyline for that. And uh, getting ready to work with some people. So that that's in the works. All right. uh, might be, might be a, a little bit, but it is in the works. Well, where can people find you? Um, any social media platform, uh, my Instagram is colin.king.music. That is what I use the most. Uh, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, any other place is just Colin King Music. Um, I, I like to post uh, what I'm working on. I post some originals on, especially Instagram and TikTok. 
um, but also covers where we're going to be. So if you want to come catch a show, um, that's that's where to find it. Where are you at, at a show? Sometime soon or? Oh, yeah, we will be. I'll be with Sam in Phoenixville um, in Chester County next Saturday. That's that's the next one we got coming up. That's at the Sound Bank in Phoenixville. Very nice. And uh, if you want to catch up any tour dates, go to samschmidthumor.com. Or, yep, yep. Yep. That's all on there. Or it's, it is on my page as well. Colin. There you go. Colin.king.music or colinkingmusic.com. Well, my name is Corey Rosen. This has been the Story Podcast. You can find us at CoreyRosenProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. If you've enjoyed the show, please like, follow, share, subscribe. It really does help other channel, and it's free. And up next tomorrow, we have Sam Yoder. He is a trombonist and multi-instrumentalist. He's a part of the Big Boy Brass, a, a brass, a big bat. A bat of a bat, right? Uh, a big brass band from around here and he's got his own stuff going on we're gonna talk to him tomorrow uh monday we have uh jeff pinninger who owns a tv show up in uh up north called the uh was it musicians pipeline uh pa musician pipeline so he owns his own tv show where he interviews uh musicians and has them play live kind of like a tonight show kind of thing so i i'm we're gonna talk to him and uh you know how to get all that set up right <laughs> and then this friday we have a returning guest mr stephen courtney a renowned child musician artist from around the area he has five songs in sesame street uh right. really yeah wow <laughs> and we're going to continue his story and talking about how he gets his award-winning tv show the uh stephen courtney channel and this saturday we have adam yarger one of one of the people you know yep, uh, yep he's got he's has some incredible work done and has more incredible stuff to talk about yeah he's he's a great dude you'll have fun talking to him for sure so with all that said i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you guys later bye